Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. Like I said, we're going to get started. Okay. So the reason for this, um, this little powwow event, this anxiety relief for impasse is because anxiety is at an all-time high, right? And of course, we know that because the world is freaking crazy. We don't even know what to think anymore. It's just so who's with me on that? It is crazy, right? Another reason is because empaths are an all-time high, right? More of us are waking up to our sensitivity. We're waking up to our superpowers. We're waking up to our gifts. And the thing is, is that we were sent here this moment in time for a reason, right? And that is because the world needs more of our love. They need more of our help, right? And it doesn't mean that we have to become superstars or famous psychic mediums or anything like that, right? You are your own little angel, your earth angel for your own little tribe here on earth. So it's like you are your own tribe for your family, for your friends and so forth. And then the butterfly effect that it will have on your family is just amazing. Okay. So a little bit about empaths. Okay. So empaths actually are hypersensitive to the emotions of people around them okay they actually literally can absorb the energy when empaths absorb the energy of others then what ends up happening is they can get anxiety because they don't even realize that these are not even their emotions okay it can go ahead um it can go ahead and affect your body your physical body it is it is um, really amazing to be an empath because what means is that you can actually help others because you understand them, right? You understand where they're coming from. You can help a little bit. You can see their point of view. So it's actually a really great thing to be an empath, right? Not many people are able to, you know, see behind the veil, see behind some layers that some people or shields that the people are putting up, right? But you're able to notice their energy. So then you can help them much easier, right? Even if they won't listen to you, that's beside the point. It's still awesome being an empath, okay? But the problem is that empaths can suffer from empath fatigue, okay? So I'm not sure if you've heard that before, but empath fatigue. And that's when they take on the lower vibrating emotions of others, okay? Where they can actually start acting out the emotions of other people, the behaviors of other people. So then all of a sudden, you know, you might be, you know, addicted to sugar. You might be addicted to, you know, um, even drinking or something else, you might be taking on the behaviors of the other people that you're around and you think it's yourself, but it's not. It's because you are affected by their energy and you're taking it on as your own, right? So if you are finding yourself like taking on the energy or not even notice you take on the energy, but all of a sudden you're more like, um, more like your cousin who was into this thing or whatever, that's the reason why is because you're an empath and now you might be, you know, not strong enough to um, push that energy away or not absorb it. And then it goes into um, empath fatigue, which then can also go into anxiety, right? And so that's what we're talking about today, right? But we're also gonna be talking about too, is that 
when you are hypersensitive, when you are a very strong empath, and that means that, you know, you can walk into a room and you notice the energy is, is different. Like, whoa, did someone just get done arguing here, right? You can cut the tension with a knife, you know, like you might think that that is normal, right? Because that's just how you are. But other people are not like that. And they don't realize that how it's not normal. Okay. For example, if I walk into a a room and someone just got done fighting or something like I can feel it. And especially if they're still in the room, you're like, Oh, I totally understand, you know, um, that there's something that's happening here, but not everyone does. My husband would not even notice it. Right. He would just be like going on and on and on. Right. And he would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So not everyone has this. All right. So now what do we need to do? We need to feel good so that we can help out the world, right? It's really important for us, because remember, we're gonna be the ones that are standing beside the tornado. We're gonna be the ones standing inside the center of the tornado, right? We don't need to be getting wrapped up in the energy of the tornado, right? Because we can't help, we can't do our job, right? And that's when anxiety is happening too, when we're in the midst of all that energy, right? Okay, so I also just wanna say, in case there's anyone here that doesn't know me really well, right? Is the reason why I'm so passionate about talking to impasse about anxiety is because I was ridden with so much anxiety, I didn't even notice it, right? I just didn't even notice that I was absorbing other people's emotions, right? I was hypersensitive. And honestly, too, where it stems from is from your past. So a lot of us become hypersensitive because of our upbringing, right? So if you had an upbringing where you had to walk on eggshells, you know, that you never knew it was coming around the corner, if it was very unstable, that kind of thing, right? That actually made you hyper aware, right? And it could have actually have brought out your empath side, right? And then if you keep on going, right, empaths make the best psychic and mediums, right? Because we're very sensitive to energy. So it's easier for us to connect. Okay. So um, I had so much anxiety. Guess what? I ended up having seizures, right? That's why I wrote the book, Anxiety the Angels, right? And I was so embarrassed that I had anxiety. So I was on Prozac, I was on Xanax, I was on Ativan, right? So I was on all of those and the stigma behind those, like when you tell someone you're on Prozac, they are like, wow, like they really give you like, um, like a stink eye, right? But I definitely feel that there's a place for medication, right? But then after a while, if you get to know yourself and get to know your empathic ways, then you could possibly wean yourself off of the medications, kind of like I did, right? On a, a doctor's supervision, right? But I'm talking about the spiritual ways to get through anxiety and some things that could help, right? So I'm not talking about shielding today. Shielding, we should already know, right? Shielding, 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 shielding. That is literally when you just imagine a shield around you, right? Imagine a shield around your energy. That works definitely, right? But that's not one of the ones I'm going to give you today. So the ones I'm going to give you today to help you out, okay, is you have to remember this. The three M's, the three M's that I'm about to tell you, right, are really going to help you um, long term, all right. So dealing with anxiety long term, trying to get your anxiety down. And then the two B's, and that's going to be helping you with the short term anxiety to get um, anxiety relief ASAP. So what are the three M's? You're not going to like the first one. You're not going to like the first one. It's going to be movement, right? So when you move your body long term, right? So this means if you want to decrease your anxiety throughout the course of this year, this month or whatever, you have to move more. Why? Because have you ever heard of the Esther Hicks emotional scale, right? So emotions are energy in motion, right? And what is anxiety? Anxiety is a whole bunch of emotions put together, okay? So when you move, 
your energy, right? Then all of a sudden you start raising your vibration. You can almost get those emotions untangled when you move more, right? And it's so funny too, because I haven't been moving around, I haven't been moving lately. Um, and today I went down and I kicked the punching bag, right? Cause I can't punch it. So I have to kick it. And sure enough, I started feeling better immediately. Like yesterday, even though my elbows hurt, I still went for a run, right? And that will help you long-term get over anxiety. If you want to try it for a short-term, like if you're having a little bit of anxiety and you want to go moving, going for a walk, that's why they say that walks work, right? So definitely movement is going to be key, but the more movement you do, then the less anxiety you have long-term, all right? Because it's sorting out those emotions. Hopefully that makes sense. Let me know how you, what you guys think of that one. All right. And then you've heard this one a zillion times, but I had to put it on here. Meditation is going to help you long term. Right. And the reason why meditation is going to help you. Right. Is because anxiety has to do with your thoughts. Right. And your thoughts racing your thoughts. When you have anxiety, your thoughts are literally usually going to an imaginary future that does not even exist right? You are either worrying about something that has not happened, that might not ever happen, that is imaginary. So when someone, somehow I read this and it just totally resonated with me and it's like, oh, worrying about the imaginary future that doesn't even exist yet, right? So that kind of made me feel silly. So meditation is going to help you tame your thoughts. I know, I know, I know everyone talks about meditation, Reach out to me to get the 22 ways to um, get centered and connected without meditating. Those can help as well, right? But meditation is going to be key. So your thoughts aren't racing during the moments that you need them to settle down, right? The third, the third M is going to be mindfulness, right? Which I know people put it together like meditation, but the thing is just being more mindful throughout your day, right? So that you are not skipping ahead and being anxious. You know what they say? They say that if you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you're depressed, then you're living in the past, right? So we need to try and be as present as we can. We have to be mindful, mindful when we eat, if we can, mindful when someone is talking. So however you can create more mindfulness in your life, it's going to bring you back to the present moment. And those intrusive thoughts that you have, they're not going to, you're not going to run away with them, okay? Because you're going to be bringing yourself back here. You're not going to be going back to the past, right? And creating anxiety of what I should have done, what I could have done, why isn't things differently, right? It's going to bring you right back here. And then instead of being anxious in the future, and it's like, oh my gosh, like, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens, right? And it could be some valid points, right? But come back to the present moment, all right? So now the next one is going to be the two Bs, all right? This first one, no joke, I do it almost every single day now. And you probably heard something similar, but this one is actually taught, I believe they teach it in the um, in the Navy SEALs, okay? I believe that's the the branch of service that actually uses this one, okay? And it's the four, seven, eight breathing. So let me know if you've heard of this before, right? Is you breathe in for four, hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. All right, do it again. Inhale for four, hold for seven, Exhale for eight. What that actually does is it helps um, lower your 
heart rate, right? Your, sorry, your blood pressure, I believe. It's one of those two that it actually lowers, right? And this can actually help you when you're going to bed or when you wake up in the middle of the night too and you can't get to sleep. Doing that breathing exercise helps. Like I have done it a lot in the middle of the night and I don't even remember going back to sleep because I fall back to sleep. It probably takes me about four or five, at least of those breathing um sections, if you will, um, to actually um, rounds to go back to sleep, okay? Um, but you have to really, really try that. Or even when you're having some kind of anxiety, you know, like I used to have anxiety on the freeway, you know, so those could actually help. And if you think about it too, your breath connects you back to source, right? So your breath is the first thing that you do when you're born and is the last thing before you die. So your breath is really, really powerful. There's a lot of different breathing techniques, but for me, that one has been key, right? Oh, and it, apparently it's the relaxing breath that is used in yoga too. Yes. And then worry can kill. So this is another reason why that it's so imperative for you to try and use some of these techniques and to get better with your anxiety is because you increase your cortisol levels, right? Which increases that stress and it puts your body in Remember that fight or flight mode, right? And we need to decrease that if we want to have long and healthy, healthier lives, right? So I believe that the first 28 years of my life, at least, you know, um, I was living with the highest cortisol levels that a human being could possibly have, which given my circumstances totally makes sense. But now I might have to take extra care of myself just because my body was subjected to so much cortisol levels at such a long, um, for a long period of time, right? And we as humans can actually turn on that cortisol uh, uh, switch and have it last for longer periods. Whereas, you know, I feel like our innate nature was to, you know, it's only supposed to be there just for us to make a, like a two minute, like a, a quick um, decision. I feel like it's only supposed to last a few minutes for us to be able to make a decision if we should fight or if we should run away. But now we keep it going, right? We keep it going with our thoughts. You know what I mean? We keep it going with our what ifs. You know, this I'm talking about the cortisol levels, right? And then that can have a detrimental effect on our bodies. Okay. So yes. All right. So the other part, remember this is the two B's. So the, the breathing, right? And apparently you can look up the relaxing breath that's used in yoga. I call it the four, seven, eight breathing. The other one is your brain, is your brain. All right. So what we want to try and do is going ahead and training our brain to think of the good instead of the bad. I know that you've heard this a thousand zillion times. I know I have too, right? But it's literally look around, like spend one whole day, one whole day, just thinking about how you perceive things, right? Are you always the one that's thinking like what can go wrong or what could go right, you know? And you might not even realize this about yourself. You might have to ask someone else to, you know, give you feedback. Am I one that thinks that things are good? Or am I the one that thinks things are bad, right? So, but you have to keep on training yourself because right now as a human, right? These are actually scientific facts that I didn't even know that I had in my brain, right? But it's actually all true. Is that at humans, we have this ability, this innate ability to remember the negative, right? And we remember the negative because we need to, because the negative stuff could be life or death. So we definitely go more towards the negative and it's at our innate nature, right? Because that could be a life or death situation, right? But now majority of times we're not dealing with a life or death situation. So we don't have to, but just know that you are programmed, right? To think of the negative. So now we have to try and train our brain to not think so badly of the negative. Okay. And one way that I have done this, and this is how I live my life though, is that <laughs> you've heard this too, but seriously, 
is I trust in spirit. I trust in spirit. I trust in God. I trust in the universe so incredibly much that if I was not meant to be where I'm at, if I was meant to be anywhere else, then that's where I would be. Right. So I had a fear of flying. Right. And it scared the crap out of me. But I used to write spirit every single day in the in my journal. Right. When I was flying and I would be like, please, please, please just help me have this fear go away. You know what I mean? Please um, have the turbulence go away because it's scaring me and others. And if you have it go away, then you're going to help um, increase the vibration of the planet. Right. So that's how I do it. But I know that if that plane went down, then it was meant to be. I trust that, you know, it was my time to go. And the same thing with everything in my life. Life, right so training your brain for the good right so I I am trying to train myself for the good right it's really hard when it comes to yourself though right and it's definitely hard to do that but if you can go ahead and at least start with the circumstances with your situation right seeing the stuff that's good right then you're going to attract more good it's a law of attraction right like attracts like so I've told this um oh I love that um, I told this to my husband, right? Because my husband's completely negative, right? Everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. Everything goes wrong. So guess what? Everything does go wrong for him, right? So it's so incredibly funny because I'm like, you're manifesting this, right? So I'm like, if you can go ahead, if you can change his brain into what can go right, then I'm thinking that his life would definitely change a little bit. And I think that we all have those stories, you know, where it actually has happened. Okay. So those are going to be the three M's, right? And the two B's. And yes, I had to learn not to what if. Yeah, you can't what if situations, right? We can't do that. Like, we drive ourselves crazy. Okay, but I wanted to give you a couple more other things, okay? If you are having anxiety, right? If you are just, like, going through the roof, like, okay, okay, the four, seven, eight breathing, okay, I'm just coming down from this, or I don't want to get wrapped up in my anxiety again, or maybe you're having panic attacks too, right? So once you get rid of all of that, right, maybe you come back down, or maybe you still can't get rid of it, the very first thing that you should do is immediate self-care, right? So self-care could be a bubble bath. It could be a facial, you know what I mean? It could be getting a massage or, like a pedicure, right? It could be something like that, but it could also be, you know what I mean? Saying no to everyone for the day, right? Taking everything off. You don't care who you make mad, right? You are going to cancel this appointment. You're going to take time for yourself. You are going to allow yourself to sit down and eat freaking ice cream and watch your favorite show. That is also self-care. Okay. So Something along those lines, that is what you're going to do is immediate self-care, okay? And then you're also going to be aware of halt, 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 right? So this is where your triggers come in, right? So are you hungry? That's the H in halt, right? Are you angry, right? Are you lonely or are you tired, right? So see if you're halt right? So that could be one of the reasons why that you're having anxiety and then you can remedy the situation because if you're hungry, then you can go ahead and maybe eat something. If you're tired, you can take a nap. And then honestly, right now, when you are having anxiety, no offense, but you are not of service to anyone, right? So you have to take that minute. So if you have to go and take a quick cat nap, right, then you got to do that. All right. If you are angry, then maybe you need to take a few minutes and write out your anger, right? Not take it out on someone else, but get a lot of those emotions out of you. Okay. So it doesn't matter who you're going to make angry in the process because you have to do you. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.